Okay, everyone, Kevin Wilson is live from Stake 38, 515 Route 38 East in the beautiful town of Cherry Hill. I am here with one of the most skilled uh, bartenders in the entire state of New Jersey. We have heard nothing but great things about you. Uh, Stephen Hoover is the bartender that you're going to have at Stake 38. Stephen, tell us about the bar. What do you offer? What kind of stuff you have? Uh, we're pretty much a martini bar, um, very classic martinis, old fashions, um, just a very old school, traditional, classic place that you pretty much can't find anywhere else in South Jersey anymore. And um, we put out phenomenal food, phenomenal drinks. Um, I, I, I just really couldn't say much more than just it's a classic old-fashioned steakhouse which really is I've been here for over 10 years oh wow the place That's and great. it's just it's almost to my heart this place I love it and here's why you are one of the most important players here I'll tell you why when you come into steak 38 you have what you want in a steakhouse you have beautiful ambiance you have a gorgeous restaurant Chef Pasquale is putting out some phenomenal food. Absolutely. But there are people who like to enjoy a good cocktail when they go to a steakhouse. They like a good drink. They like a person that knows how to make that drink. Let me tell you, a lot of steakhouses aren't on point with all of it. They either have a good chef and not so good bartender, or they have a bad chef and a good bartender. Uh, tell us about what you guys serve. What's your most popular drink? I would say one of the more popular drinks here is either an old-fashioned or a classic dirty martini. They're, they're one of the two staples here. And I'll tell you what, that's a good point. I like that point because I can't find many places doing old-school table-side Caesar salad. Not anymore. And table-side Bananas Foster. Exactly. And Bananas Foster, you're not finding that hardly anywhere. No. And you can come here and find that, plus you get the old-school classics. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, you got the old school stuff going on at the bar. I Talk mean, about some e of that. E even our bar is an old school bar. It's a grand piano bar, which you do not see anymore anywhere. Shaped not. like a piano. It, blew it, me it away. really is, yes. It really is shaped like a grand piano. It's a beautiful looking bar. And it's very, like I said again, it's just a classic, classic place. And it's what safe. is your favorite drink at the bar? My favorite drink? I would say... A beer. Nah. <laughs> What's your favorite nah. cocktail? No, my favorite cocktail, I would say, or um, any kind of martinis, any kind of um, um, new martinis and old martinis, I would say, or the easiest and I'm the best at them. Uh, that's I what to, we I hear. Hate, I hate to toot my own horn, but. Let me tell you something about Stephen Hoover. I was coming here. I don't drink at all. Every single foodie that I talked to talked about you, your <laughs> skills. Seriously. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because they like to come to a nice classic steakhouse like this, and they like a bartender who knows how to make classic drinks. You know what I mean? Like you said, martinis uh, are big here. All that old Manhattan's school. Manhattan's old-fashioned, you know, I mean, all the classics are, are pretty much my staple. But it's so unusual for us I to... I can still do... I'm sorry to cut you off. I can yeah. still do new wave cocktails oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, sure. But, you know, this is... You know, traditionally. That's your wheelhouse. Yep. That's that's awesome, man. What's funny is 
rarely do I hear about the bartender. You know what I mean? You, sure. you rarely hear about that. You're always thinking they're always talking about Chef Pasquale or whoever. And when you come here, a lot of buzz on the street about Stephen Hoover. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Talk about the happy hour. Let's talk okay, happy hour is from four to six thirty. Um, we offer half-price appetizers, $7 martinis, wow. which could either be Absolute or Tito's, nice. $4.50 well cocktails, nice. or five fifty Manhattans. Wow. Uh, old fashions. Nice. So you can come after work and you can enjoy the... the uh, 6.30 every day except for Saturdays. That is fantastic. And I got to tell everyone, and this is, this is off the record truth. I've never gone to do an event at a restaurant and had people brag as much as they have about you about the bartender. You know what I mean? I, I mean, that. Uh, Philly Grubb. Philly yeah. Grubb is a very successful writer, food writer. The first thing she said was Stephen Hoover. So it's, it's pretty cool that people can come. Top of the line chef. Absolutely. Great ambiance. Great look of the restaurant. And then everything's all clicking, you know, and you got the drinks at the bar. Yep. I mean, if it wasn't for Chef Pasquale, you know, we wouldn't oh, be Oh, Chef successful. is top of the line. Yeah. We wouldn't be as successful as we are. So I have to give props to this one. So I want everyone, do you have anything in closing? No, I just want to say thank you for your time. Oh, not I a problem. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And we don't put our name behind just anybody. You know what I mean? We look, only top of the line guests on our show top bartender you know what i mean we don't mess around with anything but the best thank you so much stephen hoover thank you very much continued success to you my friend and uh, dining on a dime is live from steak 38 515 route 38 east in cherry hill uh, new jersey i'm here with chef pasquale chef pasquale has just given us the greatest meal in the history of mankind Chef, talk about the meal we had tonight, and then I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about Steak 38, what they can have, you know, what can, they can find here and everything else. Absolutely. So, uh, tonight you guys had a, a wide array of food, yeah. um, some of the nicer stuff that we make, and, and everything we make is really, really good. Um, you guys started out with our slow-roasted um, pan-seared pork belly, which we, we brine for two days in an apple cider reduction. Then uh, we roast it like four hours, cool it out, press it, then we slice it down, fry it. I do a quick pickled cucumber underneath of it. It's one of my favorite appetizers. It's, it's delicious. You get, you know, that cucumber has a, a really good acidity, and when you yep. eat it with the pork belly, it just it cuts through everything. It's yeah, really, really it's a great it's one of my favorite. Um, I brought that here. The dynamite calamari is just a... You know, it's it's one of those things. It's it's a play on your classic calamari, but kicked up just a little nice. bit. You get you get sweet, salty. You get everything all at once. It's just it's a good good hint. It's got some nice ginger, some fresh garlic, and it's it's really good. And then you guys had um, what we're going to put on our menu as a, it's going to be our staple appetizer, the garlic shrimp. Oh yes, oh, outstanding. It comes out sizzling like fajitas in a, in, in a cast iron skillet. We have Roma tomatoes, uh, whole roasted garlic in it, shallots, white wine, 
And then the house butter that, that we use for almost everything here, we, we put it on the tables for your bread. Nice. We baste your steaks in it when, when, when they're cooked. Um, that goes in as well to finish it off. So it has like a nice glassiness, that, that seared lemon, which we sear in that cast iron okay. before we put everything else in. Nice. So the cast iron gets that like citrus yeah. note to it. And then um, that, since we started making that as a special, one of our biggest selling appetizers. Absolutely. Yep, and, it, and, and it's, I mean, it's a home run here. And, I, you know, give credit where credit's due. Um, I, show, I showed my saute cook how to make it. And every time it's exactly the same. That's he important. Is, he is down. He's got down to his science and it is good. And let me just real quick. I've been guest at a restaurant with the owner, chef, etc., And he had his sous chef cooking. Because he was with me. Yeah. And it's important that they learn the craft. You have and to And your have, guy hit it a home run. You have to have somebody who you can lean on. That and, doesn't always happen, Chef. No, it, no, it doesn't. Um, and I, I think, you know, credit to that is a very fun work environment. If yes. You, if you make the kitchen fun and happy and everybody's having a good time, it doesn't matter if you do 10 covers or 150. You know, if everybody's happy... It shows in every aspect, service from from you know your hostess who sits you to everybody who walks by. If everybody's smiling and happy, your food's just a little bit better. Make it it's a nice. light work environment. That's yes, it. And, and we have fun in the kitchen, and we work. You know, it's it's hot. You're getting burned if you're not paying attention. But we have fun doing it. It's nice. That's important. Um, then you guys went into the table side Caesar salad. Yeah. One of the things that we're known for. You know, whole garlic that they crush, anchovies. They do the the pasteurized egg yolk, the coddled yolk. It's it's outstanding. Yeah, and, and it's we as a new servant, and you'll see we had a couple of new servers training tonight. They will make that Caesar dressing every day when they come in three to five times, just to practice. Yes, so you have it's, to. so it has because it has to. There's a timing to it. It has to be right every. You have to come in. You know, if somebody orders it, it has it has to be made, and then the proper steps within a certain amount of time. Because if not, it throws off everything in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's when, like a technique. You know, right. what I mean? it's like a dance. They Learning a dance. They do. Really yeah, do. it really is. So, and like I'll see it come in, and I'll go, <laughs> okay, I know six minutes the salad's going to be on the right. table. They're going to be eating it. I can do this, this, and this. So it, mm. it sets a tone for the kitchen that that works well. And, and our servers, um. You guys had him, Amir tonight. He is spot on one of the best service. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is. He's, he's one of those, and he says it best. I give the customers exactly what they want. I read the customers. If There's some customers that don't want to be talked to. That's what I give them. There's some customers that want to chat it up. I give them that. I agree. You know, and, yep. and he has That's that balance. So to so hit smart. to hit every you know and he's he's just good never do i get a, That's a bad important. complaint it's yeah. very important and he's he's one of those people that can teach it in a manner without getting upset and i don't want to interject i just want to let you know that you talked about something that i don't hear from chefs and i interviewed tons of chefs you talked about organization you talked about being organized you know when this guy gets the salad to the table you know the timing that you have and i want to stress that because that is so important a lot of chefs don't understand that. You have to be organized. You have to know that this guy's going to get that salad to the table, and you can do other things. And that that all comes down, and it, it, it glows with customer service because the customers are being 
uh, you know, handled at a timely manner. Absolutely. And you hit on organization. I can tell you, chefs, I've interviewed hundreds of chefs, and nobody realizes organization is That's key. key. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, being the chef here, it's not only worrying about the food, worrying about the presentation, seeing it go out. It's... How are my servers doing today? Yes. You know, when we do our pre-shift and I and I look at somebody and I say, okay, so-and-so, they're looking a little different today. Pull them aside and say, hey, what's going on? What can I do to make your night better? Because ultimately, it makes customer service so much better. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's those little things that you don't realize in everything that you do all day long makes things better. Absolutely. You know, so... Uh, after that, you guys, you guys went right into entrees and, and yeah. some of my favorite entrees. So, the Chilean sea bass that you guys had, loved it. So it is uh-huh. beautiful, Incredible. block cut. I give you two four ounce pieces, pan seared, a nice butter lemon white wine sauce. So but we did this. Um, we took wild mushrooms, spinach, sauteed them down. We hit them with our house butter, and then we stacked the chili sea bass on it, and just that sauce right around, so that when you cut through the sea bass, hit the mushrooms, hit the spinach, and pulled it through, you get a little taste of everything, and it and it goes well. And it's it's so I made this dish for um, one of the owner's guests, and she absolutely loved it. I mean, it's it's and she asks for it every time, and we don't. Have, it's a, it's a special that we run. And it's going to be when we roll out our new menu. It's going to be one of our staple dishes. On it should absolutely, be. It should be. absolutely. Then you guys had our our porterhouse. It was twenty four ounce porterhouse. Um, Do you need a medium. Or? I'm going to actually take this. Let's see, man. Go ahead. So um, cooked medium rare uh, with potatoes and garlic. Like I said, you know, we start that porterhouse on the grill, beautiful marks on it, and as soon as I flip it over and mark the other side, we baste the top of it with our butter. And that, to me, as it's cooking on the grill, I don't do too much that it flares up, so you get that, like, black right. smoke on, but just enough so that as the meat starts to tighten a little bit and it, and it forms its little cracks, that butter soaks into the meat and it gets in there, and then it's just, it's to me, it's outstanding. It I, is. I personally, like... Pittsburgh steaks are very good. Blackened steaks right. are very good. But when I want to eat a steak, I don't want to taste the grill on it. Exactly. I, I want that Why? that essence of meat, that little bit of ironiness you get to it, the, the balance with a nice herb butter that's that it based on. I, just, I love, and that's me personally, and I try to convey that in every dish. Yes. You know, same thing you guys had the, we had a 14 ounce center cut veal chop tonight for a special. And, and Amazing. We start that the same way, but it's finished with, we made this outstanding, it's a whole roasted cipollinis, shallots, whole roasted garlic, wild mushrooms, and I did a fig demi, and it just... That's beautiful. The we, fig I, demi that's beautiful. really took that over the top. Well, And, and what did. I think works in it is, you get that like earthiness from the garlic, the shallots, the cipollinis, and then that slight sweetness from the fig demi kind mm-hmm. of just sucks everything in that's true and it you know a when we did i did one for so not to switch over when we do pre-shift and i roll out new specials i always make one of each for the servers to try (coughs) and then this way when they come to the table they know what they're talking about exactly they know every flavor every tone they know just what it is so 
they can convey that perfectly. And there's so many restaurants not doing that. Right. There's so many places I've gone and said, look, I've never tried that before. What do you think? Is it any good? Or is it like, what? what is it? Mm-hmm. And the servers don't know. Right. They just sit they... it down in front of you, and they don't know anything. And, Chef, I cannot stress how important that is, and because it's frustrating to me as a diner to go into a place, I'm spending money, mm-hmm. you know, for a service, yeah. and yet the person doesn't know right. information about that service because people aren't doing what you're doing. Right. And I think that's a good point to get across. And it serves twofold. Our servers are lifeline to our customers. Okay. So, a lot of our our clientele, our customers, are regulars. They're here every day, day in and day out, three times a week. They know exactly what they want. But when a server says, hey, listen, I know you always get the coconut shrimp. Right. But the chef made this uh, garlic shrimp. It's yeah. outstanding. We try it at pre-shift. It's this, this, and this. It automatically switches them to go... Let me try that. Well, it gets yeah. excited. Never, right. It's right. New. It's not just words on a page. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Right. And Which, I love about this. We had Mama Maria from East Passchunk, the famous mm-hmm. uh, chef, and she kept talking about care and love when she was talking about her food. Yeah. And you, just what you're saying, it all shows that you love what you do. That's it. You care. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the most important ingredient to your meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I'll say, I I worked at Harris uh, in Langston, the, the Steakhouse say, Harris. Tell us about where you work. I mean, you've got some pedigrees. So, it's, um, and it's nothing like, I, you know, I, I always get, so, uh, all right, I worked at that steakhouse, and I used to, I had regulars that came in all the time, and I would, I would frequent hit the dining room, touch their table, talk to them, or as they came in, I'd ask them how the day was, what was going on, and... I would describe the specials to them, and I would have tables sitting around me listening, going, wow, when you describe that special, my my mouth watered a little Mm -hmm. bit, and I'm like, oh, water for you. I said, as I'm talking about the food, my mouth's watering, like I know, you know, and I I get into it, because if I believe it, I can convey it and have somebody else believe the same thing, I, you know, just, and while they're eating it, they can go, I remember him saying that little bit of lemon's gonna make the back of my mouth like twingle you know any any and they get that you know and that little bit that they get is is out it's amazing and I've always said when you spend you know at a steakhouse you want to connect with the ambiance you want to connect with the atmosphere you want to connect the first thing I looked at was your table setting when I came back because I know that if the table setting is not proper and correct they shouldn't be running a steakhouse because I'm spending money. You right. know what I mean? Right. So all that matters. Yeah. And the connection to the chef, I'm telling you, is the reason people keep coming back. And it, and it's the reason they're going to continue to come. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll get to know me, who I am, how I treat the food, how I yep. like it, and I'm going to get to know them and and their their likes and their dislikes. And and I I love a good challenge. I love something that says. I don't like to eat liver. Right. You know, I had it growing up as a kid, and my dad used to throw a ton of mashed potatoes on, and that's how we would eat it. And I would go, let me try something for you. Let me let me try the way I had liver as a kid. Right. You know, and I, I enjoy it. I, I, hands down, apple cider, bacon, caramelized onions, takes liver up to a, a level where you're like, 
Oh, it doesn't even taste like liver. Exactly. Like I don't need to. I, I don't need to have mashed you potatoes don't need to put all ketchup over. All over. Right. <laughs> it's it's right, something right. that's good, you know. <laughs> and if I can bring that back for somebody, it's worth it. And, Absolutely. And, and that's a good point. I mean, you're talking about people that have a, a preconceived notion mm -hmm. of, of what a steakhouse should be, or or in their mind should be. But then you're introducing or reintroducing it to a new generation of right. eaters. Okay, we're talking about the millennials. So we're talking about the, the children of the people that have been coming to st classic steakhouses for years. So you're saying, look, Bring your children here. They're gonna, yeah. they're, you know what? You want to introduce them to that that way that they know of eating. Yes. But you know what? You're gonna also get get some excitement into yes. it. So, yeah. and that is important to diners today. Is that they want to make sure that it's something that they're that's approachable, yeah. that they know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they can bring their kids, their grandkids, and and everybody's gonna have an enjoyable experience. And yes. our show is dining on a dime. We try to get the best bang for the buck for Absolutely. our customers. Your menu accomplishes that. I yeah, mean, there's yeah. very good value on your yes. menu. Uh, yes. I'm going to name names. Uh, Capital Grill. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the Butcher Burger. Right. 18 20 bucks. Yeah. You have, a, you know, a, an excellent burger yeah. for nine. Yeah. I mean, that's what our show is all about. Where can we go and get the best bang for our buck? Where can I get the best experience without my wallet getting killed? And this, the menu is excellent. Well, and here's the best part of it. Say you're a single person and, you know, we have that $9 burger. You come to her in happy hour from 4 to 6 30 at the bar, you get that burger for five bucks. It's oh. the same exact burger. Yeah. That oh, 10 amazing. ounce house ground. $5 burger. That's and, incredible. And I want people to go to Dining on the Dime ones, uh, and you'll see how upscale this place is. Steak 38 is upscale. It's, it's one of those things where I. I want that average Joe who doesn't think they can come here, come in and grab a beer at the bar Absolutely. and have a burger and feel good and full and, and walk out and be like, that was amazing. And this I hear exactly there's going to be some craft beers coming. Oh, wow. So, so like that beer and burger thing, it's like you're thinking, okay, steakhouse, I'm not going to be able to, you know, have my beer and burger, but you're going to be able to have beer. There's, there's going to come a time when, you know, we're taking those that millennial uprising where they mm -hmm. want those specific things yep. and we're going to do tastings we're going to do pairings you know it's you know i always say things take time right you know, we move in baby steps right. because even a baby step still goes forward absolutely and and we're going right. forward and we're right. going to we're going to do great things nice. might not be tomorrow or next week or three months from now but right, yeah, you're we're it. taking we're we're because we what we want to do is we want to do it right the first time. Well, right, yeah. we don't yeah. want to rush in and and, yeah. and and just change things for the sake of changing. We want to change them when they're right, when the time feels good, when the customers feel good about it. This way, there's no mistakes. And exactly. it feels appropriate to the restaurant itself. Right, you don't want to do yeah. it so out of left field that you're like, what are you doing? Right, right. Yeah. And it, it's those subtle things. It's those well. We only sold two of these in the last six months. Let's right, take right. it off and replace it with that. Remember that special we ran that <laughs> you know knocked it You're out. So yeah. careful that to know like what the, the what the diner wants. You know, right. you want to make sure that it's just right, yeah. that everybody's happy, and that you're catering to everybody. And that to me. As a diner, I appreciate that. As a foodie, I appreciate that. As a food writer, I appreciate that right. because I want to tell people that you know what? When I if I recommend a place, 
that not only are you as a foodie going to appreciate right. it, but you as your like your grandma, your mom, your mother is going to appreciate it. But you're going to bring your children here as well, and everybody's going to love it. Right. And that to me, that's an A plus. Uh, restaurant experience and when the chef tells you that you can come during happy hour and get a five dollar burger I, I, the bar is shaped like a piano yes it's amazing yes. And, the, <laughs> and it's the best martinis you're gonna have and the restaurant ever. is very upscale i want to get that so, point across this is a very nice spot yes. and you can come here Huge and get a five dollar burger yes now here's the thing uh, the chef is the captain of the ship i don't want to keep you too long no, no, you're john howard fusco is the author of the culinary travels of cape may he is doing the eating in south jersey blog Awesome. Uh, you have a, chef, a question for the chef? I don't know. It's been really done a great job of explaining things. And, you know, we've just been talking a lot about our experiences with steakhouses. And, you know, what I really like about it is that it harkens back to when I was a kid. You go to upscale restaurants, but at the same time, there's enough tweaks that nothing feels tired, nothing feels old. That's what you say. Yeah. You know, everything feels feels up to date. And yet, you know what, it's, just, it's still a steakhouse. Yeah. And that's, that's boned. It's still yeah. a steakhouse. Yep. It's, you know, it's one of those, you you walk in, um, I had first time customers come in tonight, and, and she came in and sat down, and she said, wow, mm. I feel like I'm in a classic, you know, bare bones steakhouse. But when I ate the food tonight, I knew I was the next level up. That's like, right. I knew yeah. that that was exactly That's where exactly it needed right. to be. Yeah. Right. And I and said, right, take yeah, anything was, for you? We wrap good. anything? Okay. And chef, we're going to ask you the question that I ask every chef. Yeah. Chef Pasquale comes in to steak 38. What do you order? What do I order? So I have a bit of a toss-up. Okay. I am. I love pasta. That's why we switch to make it homemade. We make our own Absolutely. linguine. We make yeah. our own fettuccine. We make our own ravioli. That's something you don't have to do, but you do it, and we, it's appreciated. And, yeah. and we yeah. we do it um, for two reasons. One, it's a lost art. You know, mm, only sure only. Um, yeah. I remember, and I'm going to name drop. I worked with you know, Luke Paladino. Mm-hmm. And you know yeah. he was. Oh, yeah. no, Luke yeah. Very, very specific. All right, welcome everyone. Dining on a dime is live from Steak on Thirty Eight location, as it were. On location at Steak Thirty Eight, five fifteen, Route Thirty Eight East in Cherry Hill. And we are trying out this beautiful food. John, talk about Steak 38. This is a place that I love to call retro glamorous. Yeah. We're sitting in here, and it's very much 1979. We're all doing okay so far? Yes, sir. We absolutely are. Attentive service, table-side service, amazing food, amazing cocktails. For me, we need to see more places like this and more pla- and less places with the quesadilla McCheeseburger with pulled pork and, and whatever. Just like Tiki Bars, I think a place like this is primed for comeback. What I call like that mid-century American steakhouse. Nice. We've talked about one or two of them on the show before. This is the first time we've been over at Steak 38. We mentioned it briefly on a previous show, but this is a place where you're getting appetizers that are old school but done in new ways. For example, an old school steakhouse app is bacon. Just a plate of bacon that comes over. Instead, and people will see the pictures that we'll post for this. Instead, we've got pork belly with house-made pickled cucumbers. Nice and thin, so you've got that acidity that's cutting through the pork fat. Um, Absolutely. 
you know, and I, 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 that's the kind of stuff, the attention to detail, you know, the little roasted pepper spread, the herb butter, things that they're making in-house, that I hate to say it, at a lot of places, they sort of get overlooked. Ah, you know what, let's just get a huge 96-ounce Flintstone rib out there, and they won't care about the other stuff. And in some cases, they're right. Let's be honest. In some cases, some corporate chain steak places, out comes your steak, your three shrimp, you know, your exploding onion ring thing or whatever the heck it is. And people love that stuff. And there's, But if you're kind of tired of that and if you're looking for a more, dare I say, authentic steakhouse experience, Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've got some pretty knowledgeable people here at this table. You know, it's not just the two of us. Yep. Um, We're going to give him the food. I was going to say Marilyn. I'm right. here with my foodie wife, which you guys hear about all the time on the show. Marilyn, dark meat, please. Oh, yeah. Johnson, that's my uh, name on Twitter right now. But yeah, Philly Grub in the house. And tell us uh, about your experience here. You have been here. Absolutely. Um, She's the reason I, we, we found this place yeah. initially. Well, I mean, you know, when I moved to South Jersey uh, over seven years ago, and we were looking for a steakhouse, certainly, you know, the Cherry Hill Mall has a steakhouse in the form of uh, Capitol Grill, which is wonderful. The Capitol Grill is great steakhouse, but yeah. you know what? I was like, are there other steakhouses in South Jersey? And we did our look, we did our research, and we happened upon this one, and we were like, wow! And it's been here nearly 30 years. Let's give it a try, you know. And and it had a lot of good reviews, and we came, and we loved it. Everything that we had, we had a very classic experience, steakhouse experience. It's a great American steakhouse, it really is. And we also have author. John Fusco, eating in South Jersey, Philly Grub, Philly Grub dot Philly Grub dot blog dot blog. John Fusco, author, culinary yes. adventures. Made the Cape long Man. traverse all the way across from Ocean County to enjoy this meal tonight. And you're a trooper. You really are. <laughs> I will say, driving along Route 70, there's a place I passed that's closed. It's it was a restaurant many years ago. It was a bar, and then it closed some years ago. It's a place called the Indian Chief in Medford. When I was a kid in the 70s, that was where we went for fine dining living in the area. And that was the, the, the wait staff with the short coats and the gloves, and they would come serve you your, your, your side dishes of your. And when I think of that place, that's what I kind of think of when I think of this place. Absolutely. You know, but it's. It's out of date, but it's but it's cool now. I think. Right. I think so because it is not like everything else. Well, that's a little bit what I mean when I say retro glamorous. Yeah. These are places where, you know, you look at it, it's dark in here, and I'm fine with that. These design shows, everything has to be open space and airy, and it's like I'm in a gymnasium eating my food. <laughs> that's fine, but right. you know what? Gymnasium or warehouse? Or warehouse. I'm fine <laughs> with a four top. With my friends sitting down, I'm fine with the lights not being turned on, you know, August, right, you know, 9 a.m. I'm fine with some low lighting. I'm fine with the low buzz of people 15 feet away, 10 feet away, enjoying their food. And the bar there is just constant good vibe energy. A piano shape. You got a piano, piano shape bar shape up bar. there. Uh, Marilyn was mentioning. Go ahead. You tell you talk about the bartender. Oh, my God. Steve Hoover. He's been a bartender for over 30 years. He's, he's bartended at some of the best restaurants and bars in South Jersey and Philadelphia. And he has a long history, and he's been here almost, uh, I think it's about 10 years. Wow. 10 years. And, you know, he's got the pedigree. He's got the skills. He's got the talent. And I'll be honest, the, mar the cocktail program here is bar none, and, and as good as any cocktail program that I've had in any restaurant in Philadelphia and let me tell you 
it's the, one of the best martinis I've ever had in my life. Yeah, wow. I got, and, I, and, I got and I've had a lot of martinis. I got the sample of both of what John and Marilyn are drinking, and you know that. Not hyperbole. Basically, what you say is the guy knows his business. Yeah, he knows, he knows what he's doing. The guy doing. knows his business. Yeah. And that experience counts, you know what I mean, especially as a mixologist and bartender. Long-time listeners of this show know I'm a beer guy. Yeah. I'm not a wine guy. There's excellent wine here. They have an excellent I'm a wine. cocktail girl. They you have, know that. Yeah. So. I mean, there's a, they have an excellent wine list here. I'm kind of an omnivore. I don't. I don't drink wine. You're an equal opportunity yeah. drinker, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got this key lime, this key lime martini. It's delicious. And I'll tell you what, it's Steak 38, 515 Route 38 East in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. It's a must come. It's a nice upscale place. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Steak 38 Cafe, Instagram at Steak 38 Cafe. Phone number 856-662-3838. This place is amazing. John, when I walked in, I'm like, look, when I judge a steakhouse, I look for ambiance and I look for a nice quality feel. Mm-hmm. This place is authentic as you can get. I'm expecting Frank Sinatra to walk through that front door. I'm not kidding. We got a little bit Absolutely. of rat pack music. Really up the nice, bar. really cozy, and I also judge a steakhouse. This might sound bizarre. Comfortable comfortability. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I've been to a lot of these up end steakhouse and it's not the chairs are are bad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a great design. This place has it all. Well, we're going to talk about this as we go through the meal. Yes, as we go through the meal. a lot of steakhouses now, and I'm not going to name names or single anyone out, but I'm just going to say some steakhouses in our area, our immediate driving area, we'll say like Atlantic City, Princeton, Philadelphia, the Poconos, that kind of immediate sort of area. They get the steak right, but the other stuff is sort of mailed in. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about um, their hand-rolling pasta here. The garlic shrimp is delicious. The pork belly is delicious. Um, you know, I referenced earlier, they're, they're making their own pickles here. Wow. Um, think of all the stuff that they, sh- they have to do in that kitchen, and they're taking time to do their own pickles. That's great. That's a level of care that I don't know if we see at every steakhouse we roll into. Yeah. Not to mention, looking through the menu, as far as value and price-wise for a steakhouse, it's it's very reasonable. Now you can go mentioning Lang City, you can go to to, to to Vic and Anthony's, which is a fabulous steakhouse, but you're going to drop a, a fair amount of coin. Absolutely. For that, for that meal. You get a lot for the value here. Exactly. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's what amazing. I what I like about it is that I did a whole tour of Philadelphia high-end restaurants at lunchtime. Okay, and I wanted to teach people that if you go to a high-end restaurant. If you go at lunch, you're going to save some money. So I hit all the fine LaCroix. I've hit, uh, you know, Butcher Singer. I've hit Capital Grill. And the burger is 18 to $20. Yeah. Their burger is $9. And I'm telling you, the ambiance is just as good. You know what I mean? Because what I did was I tried to teach people, go to a fine dining place at lunchtime. They do have lunchtime burgers. We do you can experience episode. the ambiance for a lower price. But this, these guys have it just as nice of a dining area for nine dollars. We did that. We did an episode of our show previously this year about that. Certain time. About you know everybody, every place, every city has a steakhouse, yeah. and every steakhouse dinner is. And I've used this as an example, and I'm not hammering them. I'm just using them as an example. I'm up in Hoboken. 
uh, working on a food truck pilot, which, surprise, didn't get picked up. But, um, <laughs> face for radio. But anyway, I'm walking along the waterfront in Hoboken, and there's a Ruth's Chris. And their quote-unquote advertised lunch special was like some prime rib burger dip thing. And it was 30 bucks. Wow. Now, I understand Hoboken's fairly high-end now. But $30 for essentially, I saw a picture that it's kind of like half a burger, half a Salisbury steak. They give you some au jus to dip it in. They're using last night's roast beef. Um, $30. Yes. And it was a very large, it was made on their, their house-made sourdough bread. But it's like, I, you know, I'm not trying to be the dead horse here, but it's 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'm thinking, how good and big does this thing have to be to even be in the remote ballpark of value? So, such a good point. I'm not going to name names. I think I already did, but there are there are upscale chain steakhouses in the city that are eighteen to twenty dollars for a burger. When I saw their menu, and I saw the ambiance, and I saw the perfectly, uh, you know, the perfect table settings, which is what I look for. And I saw a $9 burger. I mean, come on. If you want to impress somebody and you don't have the dough to do it, you yeah. can come here. That was one of the things we talked about a little bit on the show. We'll talk about a little bit today. As we're recording this, we're, what, three days before Thanksgiving? Yes. In November? Two days? Um, so we're in that five, six, seven-week period of relatives flying in. You're at the airport. You're at the train station. You're picking up here and there. Um, you got nine cars in your driveway because Aunt So-and-So and Grandpa are in town. Every time, and they want to go somewhere nice, especially if they retired out to the middle of nowhere. They want to retire some. They want to go have dinner somewhere nice. Not only do they want you to cook till you pass out, they want you to take them out for fancy food, That's too. That's right. At least my family. Um, this is a place where you don't have to go over the bridge. You're not going to get nailed for... You know, ten dollars in gas, five dollars in tolls, twenty-five or thirty-five exactly. dollars in parking, Great point. and that's before you even walk in the door of the yep. place. Yep. Hopefully, you got reservations for the day and time you want. Hope you know what I mean. You're you're easily fifty dollars in. Yes. Before you have even stuck like a piece of celery. Did you mention parking? Parking is atrocious in the city. Parking yep. in the city, and you know, I, I love Philly. I'm certainly not bashing Philly. A lot of my, we'll say, the entertainment side of my career started in and around Philadelphia. Food trucks, bars and restaurants, that sort of thing. But parking is not great. And anyone who's in Philly and tells you it is, they're kind of being kind. They're glossing over it a little bit. There's not a lot of places in Philly to park where the food is great and you're not dropping 30, 40 bucks to park for the day. And that's a great point because that is one of the downfalls when you go into the city. The parking. And you don't have to worry about that here. It's a nice, spacious parking lot. That's a great point. I want to make sure our listeners know that you can find them at www.steak38restaurant.com. You want to check it out? We're going to have photos on all our social media pages. Uh, this is a great on-location event. Uh, John Fusco, let's get into the more deeper analysis of the steakhouse experience. What do you look for in a steakhouse experience? What is your idea? Like, well, are there anything you particularly look well, for? I think I think some things you've talked about before. I think you mentioned as well. You know, when you go to a steakhouse, you're there. You're there for the evening. This is not this is not a rushed meal. This is where you're going to sit. That's exactly I'm right. Be here for a couple hours. I'm going to share 
in a circle above the line. We're going to relax. We're going to talk. It's got to be comfortable. Absolutely. You can't be sitting there feeling stiff. Now, I've been to really, really nice restaurants where you felt stiff. Right. I mean, the food preparation was immaculate, but you couldn't relax. So for me, that's a really important thing. you got to be relaxed because you're going to be there. A steakhouse experience is not a rush-in, rush-out experience. Exactly. It's an event. It's an event. And let me tell you, another point I want to make, John, is there are a lot of people who uh, have, if I'm paying this, you know, a steakhouse a lot of money, I'll give you an example, Barclay Prime, whatever, I need it to be top of the line. I need people to be comfortable. I need the ambiance to be, it's a whole package. It's not just the meal. You can go somewhere. It's the entire package. It's the looks. It's the ambiance. How does it feel? Is it comfortable? You know, and this place matches everything. We talked about different kind of steakhouse, but we talked about this. We talked about cheesesteaks. Yeah. Certain steakhouses think it's great to have a cheesesteak at the bar that's 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 bucks. I understand it gets attention. I understand it draws a certain type of customer in. But I can't imagine how big and how good a, a cheesesteak has to be at $60 exactly. to make it even remotely valuable. And here at Steak 38, they've kind of taken these great appetizers like this dynamite calamari, uh, garlic shrimp, and they thought, you know, 10 bucks is a great, like what I call handshake price. Sure. Uh, we talked about this today on the show. Tonight, I think at the bar, they had... Kevin Wilson live dining on a dime at one of the greatest steakhouses in New Jersey. Uh, Steak 38, 515 Route 38 East. I'm here with the GM, the main man, the top dog at the whole place, Jay Schechter. Jay, let's talk about Steak 38. Let's tell our listeners... You know, just summarize the whole experience. I came in here, my first uh, reaction was, wow. Ambiance is fantastic. Uh, the table settings are perfect. I always look at the table settings. Uh, then the food came out. And the food is top of the line. Chef Pasquale is on point. And then we talked to foodies that were emailing us and said, uh, you know, Steve Hoover's pretty good behind the bar. I mean, Steve knows how to make a drink. So I was like, wow, these guys have it all. Talk about Steak 38, Jay. Steak 38, wow. There's uh, so much to say about it. I guess um, it's like a throwback into the 70s. Definitely. The vintage look <laughs> that you had. But a nice looking vintage. It is. And um, I guess from the outside, it's a little bit deceiving because we are connected where we're at. Uh, but don't let that fool you. Don't judge a book by its cover. Do not judge a book by its cover. So when you're stepping into Steak 38, you're actually stepping back into time. Absolutely. I mean, we have a great happy hour. We have Stephen Hoover, who's probably one of the best bartenders here. I've never done an on-location where they were bragging about the bartender. What? Stephen Hoover? Everyone said, Stephen Hoover's there. Yeah, and and his drinks aren't the best part about him. It's just his personality. It's just the way he connects with the guest. Respectful. Respectful. um, And I think that that's the whole point in any great dining experience Absolutely. is when the staff actually connects with the guests. Right. Um, we try to give everybody great service. People who've been coming here have been coming here for years. Yes. They want to know, like, for example, they just want to know all about our lives, what we do, yes. where we're going. And 
you know, we really connect with the guests and we just have a very loyal following, which we're so appreciative of yeah. and we're just so thankful for. And um, and all we do is try to put out the greatest food that we possibly can. And you are. <laughs> well, appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Chef Pasquale has done a great job. Amazing. Um, we buy the highest quality of food that we can. Um, only prime steak right. that we do, certified Angus beef. Um, and the highest quality, so therefore we're assuring to put ourselves to give the greatest dining experience that we possibly can. And it all starts, you know, starts off with Steve with the happy hour, makes the greatest martinis, connects with the guests, and you step into the dining room, and that's where our servers take the pride yeah. into taking care of our guests and just... We don't want it. We don't want you as a guest. We want you as a returning guest. That's the you. important thing. Yeah. I've always said, good food will bring you here once, but a good experience will bring you here multiple times. And this place does it all. What I like about Steak Thirty Eight, uh, Five Fifteen Route Thirty Eight East in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, is I like your clicking on all cylinders. You're clicking everywhere. I like. I know people that love to drink when they're at it. You know, having dinner. Steve Hoover, perfect. You know what I mean? He's not. He's making some of the best drinks. I know people that look for a steakhouse for food. Chef Pasquale has it. Customer service I need at my steakhouse. You have it. I mean, you pretty much are clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, we are. Thank God, uh, you know, we try our best every day. We come in here, and our main goal is to just give the guests the greatest dining experience that we possibly can. And that's what it's about. We know that there's hundreds of restaurants they can yeah. choose so like you said you know every great food will get them in here once but now it's our job to keep them coming That's back exactly and uh guest uh experience customer service you know uh the servers do a great job they're attentive um they care about each guest and they get to know a little bit about the guests and the guests get to know a little bit about them and what i loved about this place is your food is top of the line Chef Pasquale was killing it, right? But yet your menu is so great with value. Talk about those weekdays, uh, uh, Sunday through Friday, you have a special, four till closing. Let's talk about that. Well, the greatest thing about it is that the menu's been the same way for about 20 years. Yes. And we haven't changed it. Um, It's not broke, so we're not going to start trying to fix something that isn't broke. Um, so we kept the value meal. It's good Sunday through Friday, I believe, yes, from four to close. Saturday from four to five thirty. So um, we have meals that are for every price point for every consumer. Whether you're an average person who wants to take his family out nice, or if you want, you know, that little bit of more of exotic experience, we have that as well. And here's what I love about this place, because I've gone out with friends to steakhouses, and not all of them eat steak. You know what I mean? My two highlights today, which blew me away beyond belief, the sea bass and the lobster ravioli. The lobster ravioli sauce is literally filled with lobster. Here's what I love. Okay, I told Chef Pasquale, I said, listen, I said, I cannot tell you on the one hand how many steakhouses do great pasta. You know, it's handmade. It's handmade pasta. And how many steakhouses do great fish? It tells you that you guys are multifaceted. Yeah, we're a little bit diversified with our menu. So if somebody comes in, one of our guests comes in that, you know, is a party of four, 
one of our guests may not want steak. They may want a little bit of seafood, may want a little bit of pasta. Now we have choices. Guests love choices. So that's what we try to give them. And our fish is incredible. Our sea bass is phenomenal. We also had a halibut special that we've run. And we just try to bring the freshest fish in. Um, We've also instilled new appetizers that we're just so proud. And um, we know Chef Pasquale is doing a great job in putting us in the right direction. And let me tell you something, Jay. Uh, I have been to a ton of places that had lobster ravioli. Yeah, almost always it's good pasta, horrible sauce, or good sauce, horrible pasta. What's amazing with you guys is Chef Pasquale makes everything handmade. The sauce is handmade. He doesn't have a five-gallon jug in the back and dumping sauce. He's making that fresh, and you can really tell. You know what I mean? The quality just comes out and hits you. But there's a lot of listeners that look for steak. Talk about some of the steaks. Uh, we have a, we have a great fillet. We also have weekly specials when it, or features when it comes to steaks, whether it's a porterhouse or a tomahawk steak. Um, whether you like the ribeye, which is has most marbleization or the most flavor in a steak, or if you want, you know, a fillet which has the least amount of fat, but it's the most tender. Yeah. We have something for everybody, and that's what we just pride ourselves on. We do steaks right. And let me tell you, the specials that we were talking about, here's what I'm impressed with. Four to closing, uh, Sunday through Friday, mm-hmm. and then from 4 to 5.30 on Saturday. You're getting a full meal, Jay. You're getting a full meal, soup or salad, the side dish. And here's what you're doing that a lot of places aren't doing, is you're adding the dessert, which I just had was second to none. It, your desserts are really, really good. And you're getting all that in that special, that weekday special, Sunday through Friday. And what I like about it is I looked at those specials, and I saw pork chops. I saw a wide variety of stuff. And then I looked at prices because I'm cheap. You know what I mean, Jay? I'm very cheap. That's the reason I created the Dining on the Dime thing, because I'm very thrifty. I will walk five miles to save 25 cents. So I looked at your prices. 90% of that specials are under $20. 90%. Now think about that. I can come here and I can eat a full meal, including dessert, Sunday through Friday, after 4 till closing, and then one hour on Saturday. For under 20 for a full course meal. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Once again, it's we're not changing our menu. We haven't changed our menu in 20 years. And uh, people enjoy it. People enjoy the value meal that we have. So, once again, it's not fixed. If it's not broken, we're not going to fix it. And we're not going to mess with it. And what I like, too, is, say, I I know people with five kids. Mm -hmm. Now, think about that. That's a factor people don't think about with steakhouses. I got five kids. My five kids are not eating Borderhouse. You know what I mean? You got the ravioli. You have a lot of kid-friendly things in case I'm here in the afternoon. I got kids with at 4 o'clock when you open or whatever, and I have kids with me. Your menu takes care of everybody. It's amazing. Talk about the patio. The patio. Oh, the patio. The patio is great. Um, the patio is something that we're working on right now to open up in the summertime. 
where we're going to have either outdoor seating or a little bit enclosed seating. And uh, that's a project that's a little bit down the road, but we're really excited about that. Possibly spring? Possibly. We're talking about uh, maybe Memorial Day. Nice. And we would open up the patio. We're going to have a bar out there. So one of our feedback from our guests is that we don't have enough bar seats. Right. What we do is we're going to open up a second bar out on the patio, and we're really, really excited about the possibilities of that happening. And um, I do say this, that for anybody who does come in during happy hour and they can't find a seat at the bar, we will give them happy hour at the tables. Oh, we will wow. Allow that. See, that so, doesn't have I would have kicked out one time. They wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's not the guest fault that we don't have that all the seats are taken so we just want to make sure that everybody's accommodated and what i love about that is you just did a great segue you must have been doing radio for 30 years jay let's talk about the happy hour because you have stephen hoover very talented guy but let's talk about some of the things that you offer during happy hour here's what i was doing i was talking to chef pasquale i said to chef i said wow i cannot believe the burger is only nine bucks you know at a steakhouse you guys can double double check Capital Grill. It's twenty bucks, okay? And then he told me five dollars during happy hour. Is that true, Jay, or is he fibbing? No, he's not fibbing. It is five dollars. And the point of happy hour is we know that you can go to a lot of other places and they're going to knock you over the head yeah. with high prices. Um, but no, we just try to make it affordable for everybody. And we just want to be a destination place where people can come in, enjoy themselves and say, wow, I had a great dining experience. I can't wait to go back there again. Absolutely. And what I, the reason I'm talking about the dinner specials during the week and the happy hour is because I want to emphasize the fact that this is an upscale steakhouse. This place is just as nice, if not nicer, than a lot of these places in Center City that are double the price. I uh, just told you, Butcher and Singer, the Butcher Burger is almost $20. To be able to come into a nice-looking place like this with ambiance and, most importantly, with top-of-the-line food by Chef Pasquale, and to be able to get a meal of any kind, not to mention the wide variety... For under 20. I mean, that's crazy. And uh, to be able to go and uh, I did a blog one time. I said, look, I'm going to go to the fine dining spots at lunch just to teach people that you can go at lunch and save a couple dollars. You come here in this beautiful location and get a $5 burger. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, We want to have the type of environment where you don't have to be a millionaire to come in here to enjoy a good meal with your family. Right. We want the average Joe to come in here, somebody who may not experience this on a normal basis. Like, you can come in, try our value meal, um, and just enjoy an experience that it may not have had the opportunity because maybe the prices were a little bit out of, the, out of his price range. So we want to cater to everybody. Right, and uh, the Bananas Foster table side blew my mind. Because me and John Cole were talking, and we're like, who does that now? We couldn't think of one. We couldn't think of it. I was down at Burke Steakhouse in Tampa, Florida. They won the James Beard Award. That was the only place I saw. John said, well, there's a place in Vegas. None in Philly and New Jersey that we could think of. If you can, dining on a dime, yahoo.com, because we can't. Table side Caesar salad. 
Tell us how popular that is. Oh, it's extremely popular, and I think its its uniqueness is what makes it so popular. Yes. So uh, when people come in here for a little tableside Caesar, it's a little more interaction. It's that connection we were talking about between the staff and our guests, and the wind up is the guest feels a little bit important. It's like wow, they feel like a part of it. Yeah. yeah, they do feel like a part of it. They feel a little, they feel important. Yeah, and we try to give our guests and make our feel and make our guests feel like every guest is a VIP guest. Absolutely, and you do that. Uh, table side Caesar salad is done in four minutes, right? Is that what you said the criteria is usually? Uh, we try, like on a busy night, we try to get right. it done in four minutes. And it's a show. The Bananas Foster, we have a video up on the uh, Food and Beverage Information Station. That I've never seen it. You know what I mean? I might have saw it one time in Tampa, Florida. It's an experience. I have a 50th anniversary. You come here, you get something different, you know what I mean? And you get affordability, which is great. I don't know many places. Me and John Cole have been to thousands of restaurants. We couldn't think of other places that do that. And I think that's the magic touch here. It is a magic touch. It's um, it's the kind of theory. It's like you want to make a great first impression, yeah. and that's where you get with Stephen Hoover. Yes. You want to make an everlasting last impression, and that's what you get with the Banana Foster. Absolutely. And everything else in between, you just want to maintain and give great food, great service, great dining experience. And I will say this to the listeners of your show, that if they mention your show when they come in here... And they come in for their entrees, then we will be more than happy to give them a banana foster on the house. Wow, that's big news. That is big news. We're going to heavily push that. And we were so happy with our experience tonight. We want to thank you for your hospitality uh, that we are actually going to do a whole hour with Steak 38. It'll probably be played in uh, December 28th or 29th. But it's going to be an entire hour. There's, what you're listening to now will be the entire show on that week, December 29th. Okay, Dining on the Dime live from, whoo, they blew me away tonight. Steak 38, 515 Route 38 East, uh, at Steak 38 Cafe on Instagram, at Steak 38 Cafe on Twitter, www.steak38restaurant.com. We're all going to give our closing statements and sum up the night. Uh, let's start with Philly Grub. Marilyn Johnson, www.phillygrub.blog. Talk about this meal. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, honestly, I love this place. And, uh, you know, some people will say, yeah, exactly, right? You know, like some people will say, you know, the classic steakhouse is dead. It is not dead at all. The classic steakhouse will harken back to... Um, and, and will evoke a lot of memories for a lot of people. But, you know, here at Steak 38, they're doing a really good job. They are showing that, you know, they're, they're taking their bar program and their, their bartender who has over 30 years experience and they're saying, you know what, we're going we're gonna to give people a great, we're going to give them great cocktails. We're going to give them great uh, wine lists. We're going to give them great beer lists. But, you know, beyond that... You know, they're going to come in, in here and they're going to go, you know what, it's got a classic steakhouse vibe, but the food is up to date. Mm. The chef is showing that he knows his stuff. And you know what, you can come here and say, 
I can bring my grandmother here and That's I can right. bring my children here and we're going to have a great time. And that's what it's all about. And everybody's going to be happy in the end. Yeah. John Cole, your final thoughts. It's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, seriously, uh, my foodie wife said it all. It's the truth. Um, this place on the surface, you might drive past it and think, oh, it's a steakhouse. You've been to one. You've been to all big chunks of meat or whatever. And they have that. Let's be clear. I don't want, like, old school steakhouse fans to figure out, oh, it's some kind of newfangled place or whatever. No. They have the things that you want here. The veal chop tonight, delicious. Porterhouse, delicious. Top of um, the bar burger. Uh, people rave about it all the time on social media. Those classics that you expect, French onion soup, pork belly, the things that you associate with a Peter Luger's or, you know, that kind of place is here. It's up there. But on top of that, they don't use that as the whole building. They use that as the platform. Above that, they're doing things like hand-rolled pasta, right? Uh, stuffed with lobster and cheese, super delicious. Um, we've been here previously. We've had a lamb. How many times is lamb really, really good at a steakhouse? Yeah. Lamb was incredible here. The desserts are really good. Um, by the time you're listening to this, you'll have seen the video of some of our sure. tableside service making our um, Caesar salads tableside. Those are things that, at least in this part of the country, don't get done a lot anymore. No. I mean, we've no. talked about that. Tampa, Miami, Vegas, these kinds of places, yeah. they're still putting on shows. They're doing it here in South Jersey. Here South in South Jersey, Jersey on, quote-unquote, our side of the bridge. I know. Um, our side of the bridge. We, uh, ben Franklin, that is. They're doing... Um, <laughs> You know, they're doing these things that haven't been seen for a long time. There's definitely that kind of Rat Pack vibe. Absolutely. Especially up at the Piano Bar. Absolutely. Piano um, Shake Bar. Piano Shake <laughs> Bar is absolutely piano right. Shape. They've got, you know, they've got like a serious commander behind the bar. Yeah, um, absolutely. You guys, by the time you're hearing me say this, will have heard have from the chef. Yeah. Uh, the executive chef here is like seriously, like, you know, putting the food down with authority. Not just sort of mailing it in. Well, it's a steakhouse, this and that. Um, if you, and I've said this before, but I cannot stress enough how serious I am. First of all, you should do everything I tell you when it comes to <laughs> But second of all, this is, you know, I don't care if you have to drive 40 miles, get over here. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of driving 40 miles or more to get over here, <laughs> man of letters, John yeah. Howard Fusco. Yes. Yeah. John Fusco, eating in South Jersey blog. Culinary trial, uh, history of Cape May. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I can't really say too much more than what's been said already, but I will say that simply that, that good is good no matter what, no matter what situation, no matter if it's a new style restaurant or it's an old school restaurant. Good is always good, and what they're doing here is just good. Everything was consistently good. Um, Chef Esquel has a, definitely a passion for definitely. what he's doing. No, that's it comes a great through. way to put it. Yeah, it comes absolutely. through in the food. Absolutely. Chef Esquel's got it going on. And you'll hear his interview. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, um, you know, and then just the simple table side preparations, you know, that's just, you don't see it much. Above and beyond. And, that's right. Uh, yep. It really is. I really can't say much else. Above and beyond. Okay, my closing thoughts is I still have about a million chefs not talking to me because when they invited me seriously i'm not kidding i i as a service to them to thank them critique it's just what i do just to help them i have no critiques if it wasn't for me you'd be the most hated man <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i have no critiques which is unusual yeah, but that's why you brought us all together it's yeah but it's so bizarre i mean it's really unusual this place is top of the line the ambiance the the look it is uh, like like uh, like Marilyn said, you can bring anybody here. You can bring Your anybody. Kids, here. everybody. 
Uh, also, what Trust stood? Appropriately. Yeah. Do not roll in don't like. Be, don't be here, a slob. Don't here's be what slob. stood. Here's what stood out to me though. The table side service. I'm telling you, that Bananas Foster was amazing. I don't remember. Where did you I see that? You yeah, Burke's that. Steakhouse in Tampa won the James Beard Award. That was the only yeah. spot I could ever find it. I asked John Cole. I said, John, where did they do that? He said, Vegas. You know what I mean? They don't do it too often anymore. So, <laughs> Steak 38, Route 38 East in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, at Steak 38 Cafe on Instagram. At Steak 38 Cafe on Twitter. And we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'll tell you, you guys got to get over here as quick as possible. Stay hungry.